You're listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. Joining me today with a view from Japan is Darren Tay, Japan Econ- Economist at Capital Economics. Good morning and welcome, Darren. Good morning. Thanks for having me on the show. You're most welcome. So much to talk about the Japanese economy, as always. I would start off by talking about real wages. They fell in Japan in 2022 by 1.8% and seem to be continuing to fall this year. Now, this would lead to strikes, I think, in most countries. But I think the Japanese culture is more accepting of short-term pain for long-term gain. Now, the government is trying to accelerate wage increases to outpace inflation. How likely do you think this will be achieved this year, Darren? Well, um, one of the things that the government has uh, discussed uh, doing is basically to push up the minimum wages by 4% this year or recommend such a hike. Unfortunately, that only covers about 9% of the workforce. And then, on the other hand, you have some attention placed on the Shunto this year, which has uh, given rise to an average agreed-upon wage hike of about 3.7%. That also covers, I think, just about 4% of the Japanese workforce. So both these um, measures, if I could call them that, are not going to affect the vast majority of Japanese workforce. And so between um, inflation that is uh, much more stubborn than we previously anticipated, they're probably going to stay around 3% uh, through the end of the year. And uh, wage growth that's likely to fall to around 1%, uh, maybe even worse than that, because we think that's going to be a recession in the second half of the year. Uh, The the conclusion is that real wages are probably going to fall again. And um, unfortunately, the government is not going to be able to accelerate wage increases to outpace inflation. Okay, so the government's focus on increasing wages, um, although it doesn't look very optimistic on that front, but it does also seem to be at odds with the Bank of Japan trying to reduce inflation from the current 3.4 to 2% by March next year. Um, Well, it sounds like you don't think both can be achieved, so maybe I'll focus on what are your thoughts? Do you think they will achieve 2% by March next year? I mean, you're mentioning a, a recession in the second half. What are your thoughts on that? Well, um, we do think, I mean, even if it doesn't hit 2% next, uh, by March next year, the uh, headline inflation, uh, you know, falling, falling import price inflation and indeed falling producer prices itself for the first time uh, in quite a few months, according to data that was released yesterday, uh, you know, sooner or later, they don't have to do anything. Inflation will, those will feed through to inflation and inflation will fall. And, and we do think that inflation will fall below target sometime next year. Uh, so the, the worry, I think, for the Bank of Japan is not that inflation will stay above target for very long. In fact, um, they seem to think that inflation will not be sustained at all above target uh, over the next uh, two years. If we look at the median forecast from the policy board uh, from the April meeting, they're expecting inflation to come in well below 2% in fiscal year 2025. So I don't think um, the Bank of Japan is going to look at government efforts to uh, boost wage growth uh, negatively. In fact, I think it suits them uh, just fine. Uh, the, the issue, of course, is that um, so far the measures that have been reviewed by the government unveiled by the government don't, don't give us confidence that they will indeed achieve the kind of wage growth that's needed to sustain Japanese inflation at or above 2%, uh, both for the short or the medium term. 
Okay. Well, I, I guess if they do succeed in uh, increasing real, real wage growth, which with the low inflation you're talking about there might be more achievable, that could lead to a increase in domestic demand, do you think? And how important is domestic versus international demand to Japan's economy? Well, if you look at just the percentage of, uh, I mean, the makeup, so domestic demand makes up about 60% of the economy. So at, at first glance, it would be it would be more important, of course. But one of the key drivers of the coming recession that we, we are forecasting in the second half is actually uh, externally driven. So we, we do expect a major advanced economies elsewhere, such as uh, the US, the UK, countries in the EU, uh, to basically slip into a recession because of all the monetary tightening that's been carried out over the past year or so. And that in turn will affect uh, external demand to such an extent uh, that there, there should be a sizable dampening in Japanese exports in the second half. And usually when that happens, uh, Japanese firms become cautious and they start to reduce their business investment. So I think it's, it's hard to look at these things in isolation. They tend to affect each other, especially from the external to the, to the domestic side. When, when firms turn cautious, they, <clears throat> they not only reduce um, investment, presumably the requirement for uh, uh, labor is going to uh, reduce as well. So labor market, market conditions are likely to, to loosen. And that is actually one of the factors we think will lead to uh, real wages falling further this year. Okay. Well, the government in its May monthly economic report actually upgraded its view of the economy, changing its assessment to say that the economy is recovering moderately and then dropping the previous qualifier that there was some weakness. Um, But from the sounds of you and also having read your latest report on the Japan economy, you're not so optimistic. Why is that? So I think uh, when the government published that that report, they were looking at Q1 data, which uh, came in rather strong. The preliminary growth rate for Q1 GDP was 0.4% quarter-on-quarter. That surprised uh, most economists to the upside. And then last week, that data was revised up further. Um, So GDP grew by finalized, I mean, sorry, the second estimate of um, 0.7% Q1, which is one one of the stronger uh, growth rates that the Japanese economy can actually post, far above its potential growth rate of near 0%. So, um, you know, that seems to suggest that there's some strong momentum in the Japanese economy heading into the rest of the year, and and the government might be banking on that. But the, the issue here is that Above trend growth can can only be reliably sustained when uh, the economy is operating below potential, and that's the point we make in in in, in that uh, report that you've read. Uh, the thing is that the output gap has actually narrowed very very sharply uh, between uh, the start of the pandemic in the second quarter of 2020 and the first quarter of this year. So um, there's basically not much room left for outperformance in the economy, and the output gap that was reported in the first quarter is um, consistent with the economy growing for the full year by about 1%. Now, if you look at the Q1 data, the economy grew year on year by 1.8%. So that's that's almost 2%. Uh, Sustaining that for the rest of the year, I think given the current current capacity is going to be a very, very tall order. And so uh, we're quite confident that the economy is going to slow uh, from here on out, especially in the second quarter. I'm sorry, in the second half. Now, that's pretty convincing, Darren. If you're an advisor to the Japanese government, is there anything you tell them to do differently to increase the chances of an economic recovery? 
Well, I think I would tell them not to worry too much about the coming downturn because it's not going to be a very deep one or a very long-lasting one. We do think that the other advanced economies around the world will be out of recession by the time 2024 comes around. So even if they were to stand pat, as in the Japanese policymakers, uh, the Japanese economy should follow the rest of these economies out of recession uh, early next year. But of course, if they wanted to make sure to increase those chances, then they could always, uh, as they usually do, uh, come up or implement supplementary budgets, uh, put more money in the uh, hands of uh, consumers to go out there to spend, as they have been doing in the, in the last few years. But I do get the sense that um, they, they may not be as willing to do that now compared to the last uh, two years because um, the pandemic crisis is more or less over. So um, I guess we, we just have to wait and see uh, what the Japanese okay. uh, government comes up with next few months. Well, Darren Tay, Japan economist of Capital Economics.